Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, here with you for another episode of the Steelers One-on-One. No burning question this week. I bring in my good friend Chris Carter from DK Pittsburgh Sports, as always, to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. We are very grateful, Chris, that you're able to come on because he is there. He is on the scene. He's in the press box. It's a unique aspect, a unique angle for us at Behind the Steel Curtain. So, Chris, how's it going this evening? Doing great, Jeff. Doing great. Just kind of glad camp's almost over because this heat gets to be a lot. Yes, it's very humid, very hot. I bet that the players are grateful to be leaving um, St. Vincent College here in a couple days. Today was their last padded practice. This Today is Wednesday when this is being recorded. Tomorrow they'll have a non-padded practice before they call it a camp and they move back to Pittsburgh. So my first question for you, Chris, is if you were to just sum up this training camp, what would it be? Like, have you been impressed? Have you been just kind of, eh, it's kind of the same old, same old, like you, this is your second camp there, correct? Or is this your third? Um, I was more comfortable. This is my. Okay. First, my first year on this, on the squad, I joined DK Pittsburgh sports. Um, right after training camp ended. Um, so this will be my third year at camp. It's uh, getting used to the year, but comparatively to all two other camps I've been to. Uh, um, this has been a very controlled environment. They have the, the, the I, I'd say no nonsense. Everybody just not do any stories coming the the, the uh, unfortunate passing of coach daryl drake um and but that's you know that's something you can't control um and that's just a very sad thing but none of the players have done or said anything that's been ridiculous there's been no talk from the national media about anything that's not about football with the steelers this was about getting back to football not you know keeping keeping away the noise about other topics and just focusing on getting better which i really think that they've done a, done that a lot with several young players in this training camp well it's good to hear and let's talk quickly and i, I know that other shows on our platform have talked about it and lance and i kind of broke the news to a lot of people on sunday when coach gerald drake passed away um what is the vibe on a camp right now because we know that Tuesday's practice was very sullen and it rained and we all saw the pictures and kudos to um, Matt Sunday from DK Pittsburgh sports. The article he wrote, the images he took were just, that was one of the best pieces of journalism. Even if it was just photo journalism, I've read in a really long time. Um, but you know, now that uh, the day has passed and they've said their goodbye, so to speak, what's kind of the vibe on campus as the Steelers are ready to break camp and get ready for week two in the preseason. Still a somber note. Um, today was the first day the players actually talked about the situation. Um, you know, Villanueva had a very powerful video that, that's going around the internet right now. Um, a lot of the players were opening up to the writers about just things that they've been going through and processing. The Steelers have brought in grief counselors to help them process everything. But, it, you know, it's they they know they have to get back to business, but it's it's they still know that it's just next to impossible to be able to do that and carry on like things always were. Um, now, Ray Sherman's coming along, the the guy that they, they hired to, uh, you know, it's going to sort of receivers coach. He immediately has been making a steady impact and making comments and helping, helping the receivers out. But um, 
most definitely they're going, Tomlin said they're going to be doing some things for Coach Drake um, and to, to honor him throughout the season. I think that's kind of where they're kind of put where the players are kind of putting their emphasis moving forward that they know at some point they'll be able to show out for the coach that they love and, uh, and, and show that, but they know that before they get there, they got to keep doing and getting doing what they got to do to be ready for the next day. And uh, I think that they're, they're kind of, they're kind of antsy to get out and show people that what, what they're about against the chiefs. Yeah. I, I, I'm hoping, you know, that this is tough and anyone that's ever, coached or played on a team that has had something tragic happen um i'll never forget it was one of my first few seasons as a head coach in high school uh one of my players his sister was killed in a car accident and she was a junior in high school and it was unbelievably traumatic for the community and for him and it's funny how teams respond to this trauma you either rise up and you want to be there and you want to play better or you kind of just fall into a hole um, from just based on how you've seen the players interact with each other, now interact with the media today, and also with how they are on the practice field, you get a vibe for how this team is trending. Do you think they're going to try to rise up and play for uh, Coach Drake, or do you see this kind of being a slump that they're going to have to get through, hopefully before week one of the regular season? No, I think they're ready to rise. Tuesday was really rough. Um, you know, Ganupter was had a hard, had a hard time. Everyone was kind of supporting each other. They've had to talk to each other and recognize that the best way to honor Coach Drake go forward, go forward, and job can be uh and, and and accomplish the goals that they set out with Coach Drake moving forward into this season. Um, so I think they're going to be back. This is already a resilient group because this is a group coming off a year that they didn't win, they didn't make the playoffs that everyone said that they're not going to do anything right because of, you know, Antonio being gone, Le'Veon being gone, and, and all sorts of lines that people have placed on this team. And I think a lot of the guys, they have a lot of heart going to just take all that lying down. They'll show people that they and Sean had a really strong practice today. Um, James Washington continues to impress people. I think there's a lot of really – good young upside and that should not be understated when people are looking at and predicting how they're going to do this year okay let's uh leave the emotional stuff out of it let's get straight to football i have one sure. position i want to ask you about because i value your opinion and how you view the game backup quarterback I've been reading your tweets. You're probably the most informative of all the, the beat writers that are there. You're putting everything out there. I really appreciate that. But it just seems like recently, and like today's a perfect example with the two-minute drill, is, is Mason Rudolph getting the same opportunities as Joshua Dobbs, or is Joshua Dobbs the number two guy until he gets unseated by somebody? Dobbs is still the official number two guy, but there are just certain days where Rudolph gets more and then Dobbs will get more. And then occasion Hodges, but it often just flips on and who had the most reps the last time. Um, like for okay. example, uh, the next time the Steelers go out and Ben Roethlisberger doesn't start at quarterback in preseason, you know I think I can see Mason Rudolph running with the first team and then Dobbs getting to run with the second team, just to flip flop what that because there and and they want to evaluate how matchups work with these guys. Uh, the old number two 
quarterback. Um, I, um, I think he, he's going to be the guy right now that kind of holds the tie. You're still going to see these guys. I think Rudolph is the long, the, the long game quarterback that they want to become. Obviously, they want him to become the heir. But I saw growing to do. Um, he played well, but he, that was in the middle of a struggling training camp, especially this past week. The first week, he was looking like he was ready to just get the Josh Dobbs. Um, but then after the Friday night light, Friday night, I like um, and then uh, moving forward, early uh, game, and I can tell you today off as well again, uh, and uh, not the Josh Dobbs. I mean, really nice pass to Cam Sutton, but it's the quarterback battle because uh, they've improved, but neither have really shown that hey, I'm ready to be the number two quarterback and save this team if Ben goes down for a game or two. Okay. All right. So let's get, uh, let's get right to it. Let's get to uh, some players that you're excited to watch this week and week two. Um, and that would be, you know, anybody. It could be, if you think starters are going to play backups, who's a player you're looking forward to seeing this week. Right now I'm looking at, especially the, Inside linebacker battle. Uh, I, I wrote about uh, Ulysses Gilbert and Rob Weeks. And one thing that I've noticed that if you remember, everyone was over. He had two, he had one and a half sacks, a four reception on the two point conversion. Playing also looked very steady in the middle of the field. He had two pass breakups, he had a force fall. There's a lot right now. I want to see who steps. Um, I also want to see James Washington continue to contribute on on does, but I really have the benefit of having a really receiver room right now. You got Juju that you know is number one. Dante Max today and was just, it looked like he never lighting it up with Ben Ron Good. Um, and then Deontay Johnson's back and healthy. He was and, and the four of those guys, Washington, Juju, Moncrief, and, and Johnson, have an attack that's going to be very interesting. I want to see in in game, especially Moncrief and especially Johnson, and you need to see more of Washington. But um, those show out, especially with the backup quarterbacks. You're going. You you might people may be saying, "Oh, wait a second, isn't back now?" They'll take a step. Back and how they produce, but on offense is the key. Finding ways to move the ball all with one guy most of the time without having to rely on a superstar playmaker, but with Brian's scheme and getting that's the ticket here. And they got a lot, a lot of guys to do back to the big spot. One um, CJ Justin Lane, Valentine, you know, Sean Drury coming off bumps and bruises of camp. That I'm, but especially some of these young guys that still have to prove themselves. Okay, well, you know what, Chris, your your connection is kind of spotty, and we apologize to the listeners, but um, I, I really do thank you for your time. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing, uh, both for Locked On Steelers podcast as well as DK Pittsburgh Sports before you get let we let you get out of here. 
Oh, thanks. Thanks with Tony Serino on Locked On Steelers. You can find on, on any uh, podcast list. Um, New York is the lead NFL Pittsburgh sports com where right now I'm the I, I'm breaking down cars classroom with X's and O's. I, I talk I talk about what we're doing wrong and during the season we'll be grading players we'll be going over everything. Um, so I between those to be a guest on Burton with you. Um, it's there and it's definitely uh, an honor to be able to keep doing this job and for the uh, about about the sport that everyone loves. Many people that watch this great content love. All right, Chris. Well, thanks for your time, man. We'll be talking soon, and go enjoy the rest of camp, and we'll, we'll, be, we'll be in touch. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, folks, so that was uh, Chris from DK Pittsburgh Sports. We do appreciate him uh, taking the time. I do apologize for his his audio quality, his visual. He was in a vehicle, obviously, uh, and he is in Latrobe as we speak. I'm not sure of the internet connection there, wherever he was. But still, um, I really do thank him for uh, trying his best to do. To he was he was supposed to be in Pittsburgh. He decided to stay in Latrobe. He's out at Sharkies. If you've ever been to Latrobe, he said Mike Tomlin had just walked in the door, so he was trying to get back in there as quick as possible. I wanted to let him go. Uh, so we do appreciate him um, and his time. At this time, I do want to talk about some of the players that I'm looking forward to seeing this Saturday night when the Kansas City Chiefs come to Heinz Field. And if you're in the live chat. I want to know who you are looking, maybe who you're looking forward to seeing. List them out. One, two, three, four, five. <coughs> Excuse me, however many there is for you. Let's just go on the assumption, though, that Ben Roethlisberger is not going to um, play. I doubt he does. I'd be shocked if he does. Tomorrow, Thursday, Mike Tomlin has a press conference at 1130 around there, and he'll probably say who's in, who's out. So my guess is that Ben Roethlisberger is not going to play. My guess, my guess is that uh, Marquise Pouncey is not going to play. My guess is that Joe Hayden is not going to play or Sean Davis is not going to play. But let's talk about who I am looking forward to seeing. I asked Chris about the backup quarterback battle because I'm so intrigued by that in so many different ways. And I really shouldn't be, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. I shouldn't be intrigued at all because we're talking about backup quarterbacks. And this is something that Lance Williams said a long time ago, and that was um, if, you are, if your main camp battles are backups, then you have a pretty good roster. And that's what the Steelers have. I mean, there's really only a couple spots. People always talked about right tackle. That job is done, period. That job is done. So for me, I just think it's something that, um, and and by the way, if you're watching live on YouTube, if you list them out, who you're looking forward to seeing, I'll throw them up on the screen and everyone can check them out if they're watching live on YouTube in the stream and they don't get to see it. So um, there you see awesome stuff. 1983, that was a great year, by the way. I was born that year. He said Deontay Johnson, Moncrief, Rudolph, and Bush. We appreciate that. So <clears throat> 
Who am I looking forward to see? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing who starts at quarterback. That's what I want to see. So like Cree, as you see on the screen, he's at Rudolph number one. And then he has Hodges. I don't think Hodges is going to see more time than he did in week one. And Gentry, who he has fourth on his list, missed practice today. He and Devin Bush are actually, believe it or not, they were missed out of practice. They started being evaluated for something. I hope it's not any injury. It's going to linger. Not that Devin Bush has to worry about his job, but you just hope for someone like Zach Gentry. He needs every single repetition that he can get. He caught that touchdown, had a nice little run and catch in week one. You hope he can kind of compound that and see what's going on. So here we have Thomas White. He said Mason Rowe, James Washington. You know, Benny Snell, that's a great guy to pick up because for me, I gave Benny Snell a loser's grade in my winners and losers column, and I got ripped for it. People said, oh, my gosh, how are you going to put him in? I just didn't think he looked explosive. Everything that he was labeled to be, I didn't see it period. Uh, he didn't have the burst. His vision wasn't that great. So I, I, I backed myself off the ledge a little bit and said, I will give him another chance. I will see what he looks like with a better offensive line. I'm excited to see Benny Snell and hopefully he proves me wrong. I get it. Rookies are going to struggle their first preseason game. Just ask Justin Lane. He looks awful. So you want to see some bounce back performances. Here's Flip, who's a contributor. He says he wants to see Devlin Hodges, Spencer, Chooks, Chooks, uh, Iffy. Just talked about Lane and Rudolph is fifth. So again, send me your uh, send me in, in the live chat who you think is going to be your top four, five, whatever, and we'll talk about it. Jared Devil says Rudolph one, Bush two, Snell three, Johnson, Deontay Johnson. That's a good one. I, I want to see Deontay Johnson as well. He's reportedly had a great practice today. Was really looking good in and out of his cuts. I hope he can stay healthy. Absolutely. Um, here we go. Quintarius says Devin Bush, number one. I hope he plays. If he's battling any type of injury, I really don't think he's going to play because I don't think they're going to have to test him. And let's be honest, if Vince Williams back, or even if Vince Williams isn't back, do they really need him to play? I'm not so sure. You could probably let him sit week two, let him play week three. So Devin Bush won. He has Mason Rudolph, James Washington, Terrell Edmonds. That's another good one. Let's see Terrell Edmonds continue to develop. I thought he had a really good game last week. I thought that he had, uh, you know, shown some steps, but again, he was the only known starter in that lineup last week. Every other player was not either not a known commodity, Devin Bush, Mark Barron, or was a backup. And so I want to see exactly what's going on with you know going. And then Ryan, I got to put this up there. He said he wants to see Mike Tomlin win a challenge. Period. Well, Ryan, I think we all want to see that. And I'd be curious to see, yeah, I, well, I hope he challenges a pass interference call in the preseason. You want to get a feel for how they're going to be doing that and things like that. Uh, you know, you want to get a an idea as to how they're seeing things and them being the officials and how you see it. Um, Dave Schofield wins it by far with saying that he wants to see Jeff Hartman, Jeff Hartman, <laughs> Lance Williams. I don't know why you put Lance on that list. He just ruined the list. But back to the real list, Kevin, he says he wants to see Deontay Johnson. I'm sorry, Gilbert, Holton, Bush, and Hodges. You know, someone that people aren't really talking about right now is Sutton Smith. Everyone's camp darling. He was the player that everybody was loving to see. They couldn't wait to see Sutton Smith. Mike Tomlin was asked after practice today, point blank, is Sutton Smith falling behind? He said one word, yes. Not a good sign for all of those people 
that want to see more and more and more of Sutton Smith because he's been injured. I think it's an abdomen. They don't have to release that, but he's he's falling behind. He's falling behind. Ali with a good point. Number one, he says Artie Burns. Artie Burns returned to practice. He should be back in the lineup. And then obviously you can see his others is uh, Deontay Johnson and Spencer there. So these are situations now where, in my opinion, and this is this has been true since offseason since free agency and the draft wrapped up, this has been true since then, in my opinion. And that is the Steelers really only have about five or six spots that are potentially open, period. Everything else is solidified. You look along the offensive line, pretty much solidified. If you think there's still a battle at right tackle, unless an actual injury takes place, Matt Filer's your starting right tackle, period. And if you haven't realized that, just pay attention. Anyone will tell you. And so the starters on offense, I mean, yeah, you might be talking about Eli Rogers or Ryan Switzer, which one makes the team. You might talk about who plays more, Moncrief or Washington, but you're not talking about a pure camp battle. Uh, And so for some of these, you're just talking about depth, depth pieces in those final five or six spots. So Chris mentioned Ulysses Gilbert um, and how he played well but he wants to see like Robert Spillane because there's really only a few spots left. And so that's going to be interesting to see how they play. Um, let's see. I, I missed a list here. Here we go. Jerry Cherry Band. He says he wants to see Rudolph Washington Bush. And um, he wants to see Moncrief and their se- their second round pick. That would be Deontay Johnson. I'm sorry, who's their second pick? Not their second round pick. They didn't have a second round pick. Uh, Kyle Smith says, I still want to see Sutton Smith. Because there are guys who play way better in a game than in practice. Rudolph could be the same since he played great, but practice has been meh. That's true, too. Uh, because a lot of times you get guys that are in practice and they're lighting it up. I'll give you a perfect example. Justin Hunter. When Justin Hunter was a member of the Steelers as a wide receiver, he made every catch in practice. I'm talking about he made every single acrobatic catch everyone was writing about how justin hunter is going to be prolific justin hunter is going to change the the dynamic of the steelers wide receiver core he's going to be the number two opposite antonio brown when he was here mr third and fifth and what happened when he got into a game nothing nothing happened he didn't he didn't show out at all he was a practice player essentially so for that you might have a quarterback like mason rudolph who might not be the best practice quarterback but you know what i'll take a gamer over a practice quarterback any day of the week lance williams chimes in he says he wants to see ulysses gilbert the third i think a lot of people want to see ulysses gilbert the third uh, and see what he can do hopefully fingers crossed the pittsburgh steelers give him a little bit of time with maybe the second team. And this is where if I'm the Steelers, I'm okay not playing Devin Bush. If Devin Bush is banged up, whether it's a hamstring, whether it's a knee, whether it's anything like that, I say, you know what, Devin? Just rest, man. Just rest. Take this week off. You're fine. You'll be back for week three. We'll probably rest you in week four. And plus, we want to see what guys like Ulysses Gilbert, uh, Spillane, we want to see what they can do. So we're going to want to see them. And so I absolutely think that, uh, you know, that's basically what's going to happen if they decide to keep Bush out. Um, so here we have uh, Darren says he wants to see the new addition linebackers. That's uh, Skipper, Ola Adenye, Ulysses Gilbert, Bush, Barron, all good competitive guys. It's a good problem to have. I agree 100%. Absolutely. Skipper is someone I just don't know where these guys fit. 
And it comes down to they're going to have to show out on special teams. And you know who showed out on special teams in week one? There were two players that came to mind. Number one was Ola Adenye, who didn't play special teams. Dave Schofield will tell you that. He didn't play special teams last year when he was activated off the injured reserve list. But he is playing them now in the preseason, and he played okay. And so for me, I look at that and say, wow, okay, well, he's he's putting himself in the spot. He's basically saying, this is my spot. No one's going to take it from me. And with Sutton Smith banged up, I don't think there's any anyone really threatening him. Maybe Skipper, but I doubt it. So uh, let's see here. Another one. Um, Nelson, Steven Nelson. That's a good one that Suplex Tyler said. Steven Nelson is someone that... I haven't seen too much of. He didn't play much in week one. I'm sure he'll play more in week two. Kai says, Rudolph, Deontay Johnson, Ulysses Gilbert, Cam Kelly, and Christian Scotland Williamson. Christian Scotland Williamson, the tight end. He has a hamstring injury. I doubt that he plays. I doubt that he plays. Um, Kyle Smith says, Ola was surprisingly quick on special teams. I agree. And that's one of the reasons things that, you know, who else I forgot to mention the other player that surprised me on special teams. And that was none other than Benny Snell for as bad as I gave him or as poor of a grade as I gave him running the football. He showed that he's willing to go play special teams. He's showing that he's willing to go out there and actually make tackles. That's absolutely important. So, this kind of goes hand in hand. Thomas White said he wants to see Chris Boswell. We all want to see Chris Boswell. And I'm going to say Ryan Tool said, Ryan O'Toole said that right after him, don't forget the kicking competitions. Really, really important. We're talking about Chris Boswell. We're talking about him versus Matthew Wright. We're talking about Jordan Berry versus Ian Berryman. I'm not so sure Boswell, and Boswell has kicked, he has had a strong camp. That's not saying that it's guaranteed to translate into success in 2019 regular season but at least his camp has been strong matthew wright hasn't played hasn't kicked poorly but what does lance williams always say the three player the three p's pay pedigree performance now performance we know what chris boswell's performance last year was but in terms of pay and pedigree boswell has the advantage of a right now barryman and barry i think is an open competition yeah they signed jordan barry to a two-year deal at the end of last in this off, past off season that doesn't mean anything they can cut ties with the punter and the dead cap space is not going to hinder them at all especially after they just freed up the space with you know stefan to its restructure in the we're all going to assume that joe hayden gets a new deal and that's going to free up some more stuff as well but for me barryman and barry that's actually the actual camp battle to watch because you're talking about really this is this is for a starting job and I don't think that the Steelers nor should they be sold on Jordan Berry after his past two seasons with the Steelers being very up and down. So if you want to continue to send me who you're looking forward to uh feel free in the live chat fire away I'll throw it up on the screen so that everyone can see it in case they're not watching the live stream. But also, if you have questions about the Steelers, you can also send those in, and I'll be glad to answer any questions about the Steelers um, in whatever I, however I can. And if you want to, you don't have to, but if you want to, you can use the Super Chat feature, and that is that little money sign right down where you put your comment in. If you hit that button, you pay with you pay any amount of money, 
People have given 99 cents. People have given 50 bucks, uh, maybe 20 bucks is our biggest one. I think someone gave us 50 bucks one time and we called our tip jar. And that's essentially where we just say, you know, you could highlight your question. I guarantee to answer it. Um, and we appreciate all the support because let's be honest. I think the last time I was on this show, I talked about how I was on, on our YouTube channel. I wanted to get to 3000 subscribers before the first week of the regular season. And boy, did you all respond in a big way. Now we're almost at 3,200 subscribers. And so now I'm thinking, I talked to Lance the other day about this. I said, is it actually legitimate that we could maybe get to 4,000 before the regular season? That might be a lot. Those might be some lofty expectations, but at the same end, why not try? Why not try? So if you just happen to fall on this podcast or this video by happenstance, then by all means, please, please, please subscribe to our channel. And it's the best way for you to find out. I, I Again, I stressed this last show, and that was so many people say, Jeff, I wish you guys had a schedule. I wish we had a schedule too. But you know what? I've got five kids. Dave has three kids. Brian has two kids. Lance has kids. And so we all have kids. We're all in different areas. Lance is on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. We do the best that we can. But if you're subscribed to our channel, Every time we go live, no matter what time of day, what day of the week it is, you'll get a push button notification on your phone. If you have your notifications on telling you that we went live, you can check it out. You won't miss one. Guarantee it. Okay. So get those questions coming in as well as your list of who you are looking forward to seeing this Saturday night when Patrick Mahomes and company come to Pittsburgh. And if you're wondering, is Patrick Mahomes going to play? He played last week in week one. I assume that Andy Reid will have him play at least a series or two against the Steelers, especially because that's obviously um, it's the Steelers. It's it's Pittsburgh. It's Heinz Field. It's a, it's a test. He wants to put his quarterback through the test. Not that I'm not sure if you know he needs that test, but <laughs> he proved that test last year when they came in week two and beat him. So here we go. Uh, Quintarius asked the question, will Steven Nelson play Saturday? It'd be interesting to see him against his former team since we don't play the Chiefs in the regular season this year. It's a good question. Uh, for me, I think he will play. He played a little bit in week one. I think you're going to see him more in week two. You're going to see a lot of Artie Burns. You're going to see a lot of Justin Lane, rightfully so, for both players. Um, and I hope that you get to see a little bit more of Brian Allen because that's someone that Chris Carter tweeted about today, had a really good practice, and it's going to be an interesting to see how that all plays out with the cornerbacks and who, how many they keep. Brian, like for instance, Brian Allen's listed as a cornerback and safety, cornerback slash safety on the official roster. Do they keep him as a safety depth? Because we know how thin the safety depth is. We'll see. Um, <laughs> Vodka Drinker says, if I see McCullers push back into our linebackers anymore, I'm going to vomit. Well, you know what? Can the Steelers find somebody that can actually replace him? That's the question. Because Last year's Joshua Frazier in seventh round didn't happen. He's not even in football anymore. This year, it, it's Isaiah Bugs. Can he push him out? I don't know. We'll see. If if neither of the if Bugs can't do it, and Lavon Hooks can't do it, we're going to see McCullers again. Just prepare yourselves to see McCullers again. All right, Cree asks, how much of the starters will we see on Saturday? This it all depends. It, it, I think you're going to see some starters play. Like for instance, if I'm Coach Tomlin. I'm not playing Ben Roethlisberger because I don't need to play Ben Roethlisberger. What I am going to do, um, it, what I am going to do is I'm going to play James Conner a little bit. I'm going to play Jalen Samuels a little bit more than I did in week one. And Benny Snell is going to be mainly my second half running back. Uh, wide receivers, Juju's going to see some time. 
I'm going to see Dante Moncrief on the field as long as he's healthy. That's key. Some of these guys I want to see. We want to get them out there, especially these new guys like Moncrief. Um, I want to see Nelson play a little bit more. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Mark Barron back out there again just to just to get his feet under him, just to get that vibe from Heinz Field again. And so you, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, so Lance gives me his list. Here's Lance. He wants to see Boswell first, Moncrief second, Nelson third, Gilbert fourth, and Boswell again is fifth. Thanks for the list, Lance. We appreciate that. Um, Darren asks, am I the only one that wants to see Isaiah Bugs? I don't think you're the only one that wants to see Isaiah Bugs. I just think that honestly, at this time, he didn't play much in week one because he was deep down the depth chart. I think he'll play more in week two. I think he'll probably play a lot in week four. So there you have it. Um, I've got some contributors asking about stuff that's back end stuff. I'll teach you guys that later. Um, that's here. Ryan O'Toole says, I would like to see Dupree looking motivated, not push 20 yards out of the place. He does get pushed up the arc a lot, but I'm not about to say that he hasn't improved until I see it on the field this year. So, Bud Dupree, look, I know a lot of people don't like him. We call him Bud the Dud on here, but he's here for at least another season. Let's hope he has a good year and helps us Steelers win some games. That's what I have to think. Uh, North Top says, what do you think we're going to do with Barron? Now that Bush is most likely the number two, I don't see a point in Barron anymore. I disagree, North Top. We talked about this on some of our others, um, other shows, and that is I actually see Barron and Bush playing alongside each other and Vince Williams being the one that's going to miss time, not any other way around. I think Devin Bush proved his worth last week, and I think that it's pretty obvious that he deserves a play. I think the Barron is athletic, can cover. He's a big hitter. He fits well. I see Vince Williams being more of a sub package guy. It sounds crazy to say that, but that's just what I think. And we are all entitled to our opinion. You may disagree and that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. But at the same time, that's just the way I look at it. $5 in the uh, tip jar from Jerry Cherry Band saying, just want to say you guys are doing a great job. I appreciate your knowledge and excitement for the Steelers. Well, we thank you not only for the $5 tip, but also for checking us out all the time. We appreciate it. Um, He's a regular in the live chat. A lot of these people are regulars. If you catch us ever on the live chat, it's a really cool little community we have developed. Guys know each other. Girls know each other because we all know Felicia's in here all the time. Uh, so make sure if you're ever in the live chat, pop in there. No one will cut you down. Trust me, it's a good spot. Um, awesome Stuff 1983 asks, will we see the entire starting defense against Mahomes to test out the unit against an elite quarterback? I think that you'll see, like I said about the offensive side, the same on the defensive side. And the answer to that is I think you'll see Cameron Hayward. I think you'll see Stefan Tuitt. Javon Hargrave played in week one. Um, again, you're not going to see him for a long time, maybe a quarter. It all depends. Uh, Mike Tomlin in the past, if the defense comes out sluggish and soft, he'll keep him in for a half. I'm not say, suggesting they do that, but at the same time, I think you will see the Steelers starting defense minus Sean Davis because of his injury. Minus Joe Hayden because of his injury. Other than that, I feel like you should see, well, again, Bush, whether he plays or not, Devin Bush. Uh, other than that, I think you'll see pretty much a, a starting defense for the Pittsburgh Steelers in week two. But again, tomorrow is Mike Tomlin. Remember, this is recorded on Wednesday. It'll be published on Thursday. But Thursday is when he'll his press conference. We'll know more then. So when we're on the preview, um, 
that's when you'll get to, we'll, we'll probably talk about more about who is it, who's in and who's out at that time. And Dave will obviously give us his predictions before the game. Uh, Crazy Chris, he gives us $1.99 in the tip jar. We appreciate that. He said, is it worth it to draft Bush in a fantasy league? <laughs> um, I've, I guess there are some fantasy leagues that have defensive players. Um, I haven't been in one, to be honest with you. Uh, everyone knows my uh, daily fantasy obsession. Uh, I don't do traditional leagues anymore. Was just turned down like three opportunities this past week, actually, for traditional leagues. But still, I would, I would, if he's, if you're in a league that does have defensive players and does collect points per stats like tackles, yes. Yes, you're not crazy to pick up Bush in a fantasy league if you have defensive players. He's going to be a tackle machine for the Steelers. He might not get you the sacks that you want from a linebacker, but he'll get you the tackles. He'll get you the pass breakups if they keep that as a statistic and possibly some interceptions, so keep that in mind. Ali gives us a unique list he's looking forward to. Dave to wear the Kylo Ren mask. CeCe and Lance go halves on good internet. And uh, the skinny guy on the hangover gets a new camera. Okay technology guys if we had all the money in the world we'd all have the best stuff so there you go mike he asks will sutton smith see the field this weekend as of right now i say no he did not practice today again and mike tomlin is not one to have a player completely sit out and then just say all right go get them they have to prove that they're healthy they have to prove that they're capable they have to prove that they're ready and i'm not sure if that's the case. Speaking of the inside linebacker situation, Kyle Smith says, I think Barron will be the sub. I don't know if you want two small linebackers on the field at the same time in base package. Well, I see your point, Kyle, and I definitely understand it. And I do think there's going to be a point where Barron is on the sidelines, potentially in first and second down or obvious running downs. But I think since the Steelers have transitioning into a pass defense team, just like the rest of the NFL, they're a sub package team. You're going to see him on the field more than Vince Williams. That's just something I believe. You can say whatever you want, but take it to the bank. Felicia finally shows up. $10 in the tip jar. We appreciate it. She says, hey, I'm late, but I'm looking forward to see if Dante Spencer redeems himself. Love him as a punt returner. He's going to have to do some damage other than in punt returns because you have those other players that are entrenched there, like Ryan Switzer. So I'm not saying it's impossible, but he's going to have to show some big plays, some splash, as Mike Tomlin says. Andy asks, what does Switzer have to do to get your redesignation on the roster, or will he just lose out to Holden? It comes down to special teams, and I'm talking about not return guys. I'm talking about coverage. He's going to have to actually show that he has a good rapport with Roethlisberger, that he can go out there and return kicks, return punts, be effective at that. Um, he that he shows that he can be an offensive playmaker and not just a return man. They don't need to waste a roster spot on a return man. That's just me. That's my belief. I think Switzer makes the team, but there's a lot to be proven still. Um, Darren says he wants to see Mason Rudolph not only start, but have a chance to play with more of the starters too and see what he can produce with them. I agree. And this is something I said on the Sunday show. The standard is a standard is that, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. Dobbs went in with a pretty shoddy backup line they'd never really played before. It seemed like when Rudolph came in in, in the second quarter, he was the one that kind of rallied the troops. The offensive line started playing better. Let's say he starts this week. He's going to be starting with some starting offensive linemen. He's going to have every opportunity to shine. It's going to be up to him to actually get the job done. So there you go. Um, 
crease is, do you think that the Steelers will wait to the end of the preseason to draw their cuts, or will it be throughout the rest of the preseason? You might have a player or two get cut, but it's not going to be anything drastic. Um, you see players get cut and waived, injured, and uh, the, with the injured designation all the time. Um, so that could definitely happen, but at the same time, I don't think it's going to be a situation where the Steelers are like cutting down 10 players at a time. That's just not how they do it. They wait until they have to. They cut from 90 to 53, one fell swoop, done. And then after that's when they start juggling their roster. They start seeing who's available, who can they pick up, who can they get rid of, who they sign into the practice squad, who clears waivers, all that stuff. And so that's just what, that's just personally what I think. Um, awesome stuff. 1983. Do we trade Rogers to keep Holton or Spencer? I, again, to have someone get traded, you have to have someone that's willing to give up a commodity for them. This is really important for everyone to remember. So you have to have someone that says, I value Eli Rogers enough that I'm going to give up something. It might be a seventh round pick. It might be, we'll pick up his salary, whatever it is. You have to have someone that's willing to do that. And if an NFL team thinks for the second that they're not going to make the team, that Eli Rogers isn't going to make the roster anyways, they're not going to trade for him because they'll say, we'll just wait. We'll wait and get him off waivers. Why pay something for him when you can get him for free? And so that's what you have to think. So Eli Rogers didn't even play a full season last year. He, he was coming off his ACL injury. I don't think he was brought onto the roster until week ugh, 15, I think, against New England. Might have been his first game. Maybe week 14. I could be wrong. But definitely week 15 against New England was like his kind of coming back party. Um, and so, again, you have to have suitors before you get a trade. It's easy to say, well, we'll trade Devlin Hodges. Why? Why would anyone trade for Devlin Hodges? He's going to get cut anyway, so they'll just wait. They'll just wait it out. So, um, Andy did. He brings up a good point on my latest roster prediction. We bumped Switzer. If you did read there, though, Dave and I said that it was between he and Rogers. We flipped a coin, and it went to uh, <laughs> like he just said in the live chat. It went to Switzer. Got cut this week. The the coin could read something different next week. So there you go. Um, it's here. Here we go. All right. Lance is pumping his show. Yeah, I said it. I'll put it there on the screen. No news is good news. It's coming Friday since the game is on Saturday. So to give you a lay of the land, this is a good segment into that. So tonight, Wednesday night, is was the Steelers one-on-one. Again, I, if you missed Chris Carter's segment, the audio wasn't bad. The visual was awful. I apologize for that. I had no idea that was going to be that way. It wasn't that way last time. Um, and so I apologize for that. So, but then tomorrow night, Thursday night, live on YouTube will be the Steelers preview with myself, Dave, and Brian. And then Friday night, Lance will bring you his Yeah, I Said It live here on YouTube, Friday night edition. I'm not sure if he'll have his, you know, shoot, Lance on a Friday night. He might be a little loose, if you know what I mean. A little loose with the lips. A little loose with a drink, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and then Saturday night, I'll be on here for the Steelers post game. I will probably, um, I'll probably have someone other than Lance. He has a, something going on. I'll have someone sub for him. Sunday, we'll be back for the standard as a standard next week. There you go. Off and at it. There you have it. So uh, let's see here. Here we go. Let's see if some, uh, you have any other questions to go. Let's let's get these questions. If you have a list, by all means. Hit, hit me up, or if not, we'll call it a show. I really appreciate all the communication you all have said it. Um, you guys have really helped out a lot. Here we go. I'm going to give you my five players, five players to watch. Again, 
I didn't really get to this. I started getting into the live chat and was figured out the feature on how to actually, you know, oh, Darren gives us two bucks. I love this. Hashtag do it for Drake. We should get that trending, folks. We should get that trending. Do it for Drake. Coach Daryl Drake. I appreciate that. Um, Crazy Chris is Bush or Watt? Um, oh, I guess you're talking about your fantasy league. I would do TJ Watt. No doubt. He's going to have more sacks. I'm pretty sure sacks will get you more points and tackles, and he'll have plenty of tackles too. So there you go. Um, okay. Five players that I want to see play this Saturday night. I'm going to try to think outside the box here. So I don't want everyone to think. I'm looking forward to see Ola Denye. He was shut out last week. I want to see him get home, period, number one. Number two, I want to see Jalen Samuels. I want to see him get some actual carries in the backfield. I want to see if he can be more than just a gimmick player this year. I know he racked up 142 against the Patriots last year. I want to see him become more of a standard running back that could be that primary backup in case James Conner gets hurt. Okay, number three. I want to see a better defense. I heard on Dave's stat geek last night that they gave up 31 first downs. I believe that's a little, that's a little much. That's a little much. Tighten up that defense. I want to see specifically Justin Lane play a little bit better, please. Just a little bit better. Don't become the latest on a long list of mid round dud cornerbacks for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just a little bit better, please. Uh, let's go with, I want to see Chris Boswell. That's been one that's been talked about a lot. And lastly, I will go with Xavier Grimble as fifth because Xavier Grimble is extremely important for me. In my opinion, he's extremely important to this team. He needs to be a number two tight end. And if not, the Steelers are going to guaranteed have to make a move at tight end before the regular season. And if you remember when they did that with Vance McDonald, it takes time. It's not like a position where you can just come in and just right in and play. So they, I really hope that the Steelers are able to do that. And I really hope Xavier Grimble shows that he is able to you know, kind of come back and play better. All right. So um, awesome stuff. He brings up a point that I brought up in the comment section at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. He said, any chance we can bring back Richard Mann to help out the receiver room? He retired two years ago. That's when they hired Daryl Drake. I think that makes sense. I said that it made sense at the time, but it also I realized that they brought in Richard Sherman. He's been spending the whole month of camp with the team. Uh, he was a former offensive coordinator for the Steelers, I think in 98. There's a chance that he does. he takes that job over. And just, just for this season until they hire someone else. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. They haven't made anything official yet. No matter what you read, there's been nothing from the Pittsburgh Steelers to say that Sherman is the new wide receivers coach or Blaine Stewart's the next wide receiver. None of that. So right now they have they Mike Tomlin said they have a plan in place. They're just not releasing it yet. So until you hear that, keep it with a grain of salt. Here's a tough question. Jay Griffin asked, best jersey to get for this year. Okay. This is a question I've been asked. A good many times, and I always say that buying a jersey is an investment, especially if you're not going the Brian Anthony Davis route and Brian Anthony Davis getting his from overseas for cheap. If you're going to pay for an actual Nike jersey, make sure you're getting a player that's going to be around. So for me, if you got a Devin Bush jersey, I feel like you're hedging your bet in the right way. He's a rookie. Unless he has an injury, he'll be there for five seasons because they'll have the fifth-year option on him. Um, and then if he's that good, they'll definitely pick him up and get him a new contract. Uh, I think that 
you look at other players that are a possibility. Juju Smith-Schuster would probably be a safe bet. Um, I tend to lean towards even like a Ben Roethlisberger jersey. If you're looking for a new player, though, Devin Bush is where your money should be, period. So um, make sure. And speaking of David DeCastro, someone said get a David DeCastro jersey. If you have not seen this yet, we've given away some pretty cool stuff here on Behind the Steel Curtain, especially on our podcast platform. We gave away two tickets to the draft party. We gave away two tickets to the first preseason game. Um, we gave away... Um, and we're giving away an autographed David DeCastro football, a bona fide autographed David DeCastro football, all pro guard in the NFL. Uh, he's already a great for the Steelers. And so it'd be really cool to put on your mantle, just store away, put it in a case, whatever the case may be. Here's what you have to do. This article is on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com right now with all the instructions. You have to join one of our Survivor Leagues. Now, there's a 100-person limit. We filled up the first 100 really quick, and the last I heard from Dave Schofield, who's doing all this stuff, is that we've already have close to 50 people in the second league. Now, if we fill up the second league, we'll throw in a third league and make sure that everyone has a fair shot. If you win the Survivor League, you win the football. That's it. It's free. There's no money to get in. It's completely free. We're doing this because we, we want you all to actually be a part of our community, whether it's here at the podcast, on the uh, website, behindthesteelcurtain.com. We, we want you all to feel like a big family and doing these competitions. And I'm in one of the leagues. Dave's in one of the leagues. We're going to get Lance in one of the leagues and all the other contributors, Brian Anthony Davis, Tony Defio, everyone's going to be in there. You'll get to compete against us. It'll be a lot of fun. And if you win, you win yourself a David DeCastro autographed football for free people free. So there you go. With that said, I think that it's a good spot to end the show. I do want to say thank you to Chris Carter one last time. I apologize for everyone that, you know, hopefully you were able to get through that because I know that it sounded to me, at least on mine, that the audio was pretty good. The visual was awful. So for YouTube, I apologize. Uh, make sure you check out his work at DK Pittsburgh sports. We thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. For those on YouTube, make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs, your one-stop shop for your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. And check us out tomorrow night, Thursday night. It's me. It's Dave. It's Brian. We are the Steelers previews. We get break down the game against the Chiefs in week two of the NFL, NFL preseason. Hey, with that, what else are you going to say? We'll see you next week for another episode of either the Steelers one-on-one or the Steelers burning question. We'll see you.